Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Julius Baer's Moving Markets podcast. It's Wednesday, the 16th of August, and my name is John T. Warris. So we saw some rather encouraging retail sales data out of the US yesterday. On today's show, I'll be talking about this and more market news with Roman Canziani. And I'll also be joined by Dario Messi, who will share with us his insights into the yields that can currently be found in fixed income markets. But before that, let's start up with a roundup of the latest market news. Good morning, Roman. Good morning, Chanti. Well, I think it's fair to say that August so far has really lived up to its reputation as a bad month for stock markets, hasn't it? When I look at stocks' performance since the beginning of the month, I see a sea of red. But at the same time, economic data as well as the reporting season have been pretty upbeat as of late, particularly in the US. So what are markets concerned about at the moment? Well, absolutely. The uh, news flow is not bad per se, at least in the US. And still, markets are down across the board, somewhere between 1.7 and 8.7%, with uh, US equities generally a bit better, and Hong Kong the laggard across the biggest markets since the beginning of August. And I think it's a bit a tale of two stories. Uh, on the one end, there has been a lot of bad news for markets to digest uh, out of China, where the economy is obviously stuttering. And all the timid policy responses haven't been able to change investor sentiment. In the slipstream of this, European shares remain under pressure too, of course, due to their close links or dependency to the Chinese economy. Meanwhile, in the US, the big topic is interest rates and uh, the market has started pricing in higher interest rates for longer since the US consumer shows much more resilience than expected only a few weeks ago. So news there are actually good with regard to the economy, but not that good for equity investors as higher interest rates do usually not bode well for stocks. Okay, so what you're saying is that yesterday's better than expected retail sales figures in the US were actually bad news for the equity market? Yes, as strange as it sounds at first sight, but that's how the markets uh, took them. Uh, As a direct reaction to the strong retail sales numbers, US Treasury yields spiked almost to their highest in months and uh, across all maturities and uh, tracked down stock prices. As trading in the US drew on, however, yields turned lower again, with dip buyers stepping in. So this morning in Asia, we have 10-year treasuries yielding at 4.18 and two years at 4.92, which is actually around the same levels as yesterday morning at the same time. Stock markets, however, remained downbeat over the whole day with US banks in focus as Fitch, the rating agency which downgraded US sovereign debt just a few days ago, came out with a warning that it may downgrade the US banking sector as a whole and with it some of the larger lenders like JP Morgan or Bank of America too. Regional banking index plunged 3.4% on the news. Overall, The S&P 500 index closed 1.16% lower, below its 50-day moving average for the first time since March, which is not a good sign for technical traders usually. None of the index 11 sectors delivered a positive return on the day, and aside financials, it was also energy and utilities which dragged the index lower. One thing to note maybe uh, is that volumes overall are pretty light, something that typically amplifies the moves across financial markets. Usually drops on low volumes like we saw yesterday have little significance over the longer term. One stock market, uh, actually the only one in Europe which ended the day on a positive note yesterday, was Italy, with its major index rising by 0.6% on news that the windfall tax on banks' profits introduced just last week may be watered down under the lead of Prime Minister Giorgio Meloni, uh, and that would be certainly good news for financial stocks there. 
Okay, let's now take a brief look at currencies. I saw that the British pound had a pretty good day yesterday. What did you see in the news there? Yes, the sterling actually was the best performing of the 10 biggest currencies yesterday. And that was due to data showing that the UK's wage growth uh, further accelerated to the strongest pace on record in June, which means that more and potentially outsized interest rate hikes by the Bank of England may be ahead of us. And there is not much news on the UK inflation, which would speak against this this morning. Just a few minutes ago, July consumer price inflation was released, coming in slightly higher than expected at 6.8% overall year on year and uh, core inflation without energy and food at 6.9%. Right. Do you have any other news on what's moving markets so far this morning? Well, yes, there was uh, further bad news out of China this morning with uh, home prices dropping for a second month in July and Zhongrong International Trust missing payments on dozens of its products and apparently not having a plan on how to make clients whole. So the trouble continues there. Asian stocks in general are down this morning with the biggest declines in Hong Kong, South Korea and Australia. Okay, well, it doesn't sound like we have too positive a trading day to look forward to then. What do you see as moving the markets today? Well, yeah, I mean, things may change instantly in markets as illiquid as they are currently. Uh, in terms of data, we expect industrial production and GDP for the Eurozone. And uh, then later on in the US, housing starts industrial production. And of course, the FOMC meeting minutes from the last meeting of the Federal Reserve, uh, when the US Central Bank lifted rates by 0.25%. Uh, traders and economists alike are eager to find out more on how the policymakers think about the future course of the US economy and whether they have another interest rate hike in their minds for September. So far, this is not at all expected and not priced in. But uh, that's it from me. Great. Thank you very much, Roman, for the comprehensive roundup this morning. Now, Dario, good morning to you. Thanks for joining us this morning. Good morning, Chante. So last week, we talked about how volatile the bond market became following the labor market data, the updated treasury supply, and of course, the US sovereign rating downgrade. Have things improved in the bond market since then? I would say yes and no. There, there were some calmer days compared to back then uh, when we spoke. Uh, also, implied volatility came down, but overall, still quite some moves we can observe and mostly still to the upside. Uh, we had the CPI print last week, uh, you remember, uh, there at least brought a break uh, as it supported the view that uh, the disinflation is progressing, but it also showed that it's getting more difficult from here to show gains towards uh, the central bank target. So all in all, it seems um, there is still certainly some upwards momentum uh, in yields. Okay. And what's holding up this momentum for higher yields at the moment then? I would say the, um, we can differentiate between the more cyclical and uh, the more structural reasons. So in the cyclical part, it's all about the, the resilient US economy and how it surprisingly uh, absorbed all this financial tightening so far, at least extremely well. Um, basically, also the soft landing scenario is by now the consensus scenario. And in that scenario, it seems at least you can have a Fed holding rates higher for longer, even as inflation is coming down. Um, in fact, also our economists revised just yesterday, following the, the solid retail sales data that you mentioned before in the US, uh, the yield outlook slightly higher and also postponed the first cut of the Fed once again, more towards mid next year instead of beginning of the year 2024. 
Uh, and then beside this, there is the ongoing more structural and definitely also more uh, philosophical debate about the neutral rate and the, the resulting yield curve there. Um, what is kind of the equilibrium real rate going forward, which balances capital supply and capital demand in a balanced economy? And the, I mean, the topic per se could, could easily fill several episodes of this podcast. So uh, let's not go into too much detail or at least postpone this debate. But to summarize, there are some signals showing that this neutral rate uh, could in fact be higher than what most estimates would have told us uh, so far after the great financial crisis. And already the debate itself means that the uh, yield could stay at least in this period a bit higher. Okay. So what should investors do in such an environment? Well, the important question here is certainly the, the duration exposure then uh, from an investor perspective. And since end of last year, we are promoting adding some duration exposure. Um, and yes, it did not play out as expected, uh, not least also because um, uh, we were surprised how well the economy can cope with the tightening cycle. Um, and with that, also how long the Fed will not feel kind of the need to, to cut rates. Um, but now from here, as I mentioned before, there is certainly a higher probability that yields are not going to collapse very fast, uh, assuming no financial accident. Um, and that means, first of all, there is also less chance for, for capital gains withholding long duration bonds. And also the reinvestment risk argument is uh, somewhat less valid. We have to acknowledge this. But still, the argument is here to at least add duration risk in a diversification exercise, as you typically don't just want to invest uh, uh, just for one possible scenario. And therefore, at these levels, at least, we would still keep uh, some of this duration tilt, um, at least in the quality bond part. Great. Thanks very much, Dario, for sharing your thoughts with us this morning. And that brings us already to the end of today's episode. Thank you again to my guests this morning, and thank you for all tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe and please do leave us a review on whichever platform you like to listen on. We'd love to hear your feedback. And do join us again tomorrow when Helen Freer will be back and she'll be talking to more of my colleagues on what is moving markets. Have a great day, everyone, and goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Bear experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favorite podcast player.